welcome back to another episode of MJ's Progress, Not Perfection. Today's guest is Cecilia, or Cece, as most of you know her. I like to call her Cecilia. Anyway, I met her out in Los Angeles when I first got sober. Um, we talk about, you know, how we met, but she was, you know, always around meetings, and that's where I'd always see her, but turns out, you know, she was dealing with chronic relapsing. Um, it was, you know, she was trying to get time together and she would get some and then go and get some and we get into it, you know, and we laugh a lot. We talk a lot. Um, she's doing amazing now and she's in a new place and she is, you know, having some ups and downs in sobriety like we all do. But, you know, COVID did not help with that, with the non-socializing part when you're social people, but either way, she's figuring it out. She's sticking to it. You know, and she has a game plan moving forward, which is most important. So, hope you enjoy the episode. Go. Hi, Cece, Cecilia, as I l- rather call you. I know everyone calls you Cece. Yeah, either uh, one. Sorry. I always <laughs> say Cecilia just because of a movie I like the name. <laughs> the name Cecilia. Though <laughs> um, so you just hit a year sober now. No, I have two and a half years. I'll two be and three. And a half. Yeah, I'll be three in, in February. Yeah. Three in February. Okay, because the last time I saw you was, like, August of 2018. And yeah. I, I know you were, like, struggling in and out, right? Oh, so much. Just, I, I'm still, like, in awe that I'm going to have three years in February, you know, because it was a struggle for me, um, you know with relapse you know um it's just so shocking to me you know I'm like it, it like every now and then I'll be like holy crap I've been like you know sober clean for this long like that's so crazy because at one point in my life I felt like I was not ever going to be able to to um get into recovery and like actually take it seriously yeah because like were you just like in it because like when I met you everyone knew you for yeah. my rehab, and I and it turns out I guess you had spent time at one of my the rehab I was at I guess yes. before I was there, and then yeah. I would see you get like I swear I saw you get like three different thirty day chips in the four yeah. months <laughs> in the four months that I was there, like oh, I saw God. you get like newcomer twenty four hour <laughs> chips a bunch of different times. Yeah, it was oh man, it was a struggle, and you know, I was in um where where you went which was called um a new start and then it turned into muse yeah i yeah it was a new start and then muse right so when i first went to a new start when it was called i can't remember what year it was but um i went i did um inpatient treatment and i went to their sober living afterwards um and uh and i had about 9 months and um, I met someone, <laughs> you know, they say, don't get into a relationship, you know, in your first year, you know, I obviously didn't listen to that. And, um, and eventually, you know, this person, you know, relapsed, and then I relapsed. And that's where like that whole cycle of, oh, can you see me? Yeah. Oh, my hold on. My stupid. Okay, there you go. <gasps> oh, my God. Give me a second. It, like, hits me out. Yeah, it got bright all of a sudden over there. I know. Uh, I was stupid. This laptop. This laptop needs, like, I don't know what it needs. But, so. Um, you were saying you got, you were in and out after you met this dude? Yes. It was just, um, it just got really bad, you know. And, um, and like, really toxic. And it was, it was just crazy. And then from that point on, like, I couldn't, I, I would get, uh, sober, get clean, and then I would relapse, and um, I was just, you know, I, I I wanted to be with the person, you know, but I but I but I knew I couldn't um, because it just wasn't healthy for me, it wasn't healthy for the for the both of us, and you know, uh, me being you know a woman and like um, trying to get clean, it's hard for me you know, uh, the feeling of not being good enough the feeling of not being able to ever find someone that's going to treat me well, because I felt like I didn't deserve it. 
it was it was just a lot of back and forth and me not really honestly not being willing to like put in the hard work like I just I just didn't want to you know I I didn't really want it you know well, let's because, rewind. Let's rewind. What was like the first, like, what was your drug? Before you even got into recoveries and rehabs, mm-hmm. what was it that you were into for how long? That kind of thing. Cause like you were young, like you yeah. are young, you know, still yeah. you're young. Uh, my drug of choice was uh mess. You know, um, I came, I grew up in a small town in Northern California. So there that that's what was really um, popular there. You know, um, I tried it in high school thinking it was something else. And that's where it just went whew, crazy. Real fast. Real yes, fast. real, real fast. You know, I destroyed my relationship with my parents. Like they couldn't trust me anymore. You know, I, I have nieces and nephews that I adore. I used to always come around. They stopped seeing me for the longest time. You know, and when I did show up, you know, you could just tell, you know, I lost a lot of weight. I think I was weighing like 92 pounds or something like that. It, it was, you know, at the time I thought I looked hot. I was like, damn, look at me, you know. <laughs> oh, look how hot I am. You can see my ribs. You know, my double zero, who's this? <laughs> Not you at all. You, you know what I mean? Like, um, and it was funny because when I went to treatment, I like, I like saw these, you know, I gained some weight, you know, we all gain some weight when we go to treatment, right? And um, I looked at these pictures and I was like, oh my God, at one point in high school, I had someone that would call me Skeletor. Didn't even realize it. Like, didn't it was, even Yeah, you know, I'm like, whatever, you're just hating, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was bad, you know? And, um, and, it took me, um, like, I, I I was the one that decided to go um, to treatment. Because before I went to treatment, I was in this relationship that was just super abusive, really bad. That is my issue with relationships. I should have took the advice to not get into a relationship when I first moved to L.A. for treatment. But I didn't, you know. And it was, and it was just because I just, I felt alone, you know. I just wanted to have someone, you know. But I, I couldn't do that because I didn't know how to love myself, you know, or how to yeah. be with myself. And, and like, and when you can't do that, you really can't be in, in a relationship and give yourself all to that person, you know? Um, well, you said you have nieces and nephews. Are you like the youngest sibling? No, I have a younger brother who's um, 21 years old, who is also in the program, um, which is awesome, you know? And then I have two older sisters. And um, they are the ones that have the kids. So I'm the middle child, kind of. Yeah. You were the baby for a little bit, but then you became the yeah. middle child. I mean, I'm still the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> well, how old were you when you finally, um, like, figured it out? Like, and you were like, I'm going to do this for real now. You know, um, it was in 2019. I had, I remember I, I had... Um, before I figured it out, I had I had gone to jail. Um, well, tell because, me about that. Because of this altercation with um, the guy I was dating, um, it got really bad. You know, for me it was self defense, but I ended up going to jail because um, he had the um, marks. Marks, you know, I like bit him because he had me like this. I went, ah, bit him, you know, and it was in Santa Monica, so fuck Santa Monica. Um, so I ended up going to jail for a week and um, had to pay some fines and had to do like domestic violence classes and all that stuff. And throughout that time, I was just like, I need to get my shit together, you know. And so I started to, and then I decided to see this guy again, you know. Cause that is another addiction of mine, you know, just not putting, you know, not only the drugs down, but like the relationship, you know? Um, Cause at that time I, I felt like that's what I deserved, you know? Um, and um, and so I did all that. And so I, I went out 
one last time. I remember it. I went out to Santa Monica to go see this person. I got super drunk and um, we argued. And then I guess I must have drove back to um, the place where I was staying, my sober living. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Because you froze. So I'm just making sure. Okay. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, and so I guess I made it back to the sober living where I was staying at and I woke up the next day feeling like shit. I, it's so funny. You're like, yeah, so I got drunk and then I drove back to my sober living. Yeah. And like, I do not remember. And one of the girls in, in there, I guess, um, the next day I felt really bad and I, I felt just a lot of guilt and shame. I was like, how am I going to stay in the sober living knowing that I relapsed and I'm just going to be taking like dirty chips like I was doing in the past, you know, I just felt so guilty. I felt so, you know, I felt that desperation. Like, I just, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. You know, like, like, I don't want to do this anymore, you know? And so I told them myself at the sober living and, you know, and I told them, I was like, Hey, you know, like I relapsed last night, came home super drunk. And one of the girls told me that she saw me and said hi to me as I was walking up the stairs and she couldn't even tell. I was like, really? Cause I don't remember that. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. But I felt so relieved telling them. And so I went to work that same day and, um, I came back and I was like, man, they're going to kick me out. Like, where am I going to fucking go? You know, I can't fucking go back to Muse because they've kicked me out twice. You know, like the options out the window, you know. Um, Nicole would have taken you back probably. You, Nicole's amazing, you know. She was um, on a couple episodes ago, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, no. Nice. I'll be posting yeah. it soon. Yeah. You know, and um, and so by the grace of God, they like let me stay because I was honest. Yeah, it's not like they caught you. You know what I you mean? Know? It's yeah. like they would have caught you, but the next day you owned up to it. Yeah, and they let me stay, and I was just so grateful, and I was like, I cannot fuck this up, you know? And so I called a good friend of mine, um, Big Mike. I love Big Mike. I love Big Mike. He's been a great friend for me for such a long time, and I called him, and I was like, Big Mike, I relapsed, and um, he was like, when are you going to get your head out of your ass? I was like, today and so he gave me um this woman's number um to call to be my sponsor and i called her um her name is paloma um i work um na so i i called her and i did everything she told me to do i called her every day i think it was at eight o'clock in the morning every day called her for a straight six months every day in the morning and I just got into the work, you know, I got into the work. I stopped seeing um, that person that was just not good for me at all. Um, and I started doing my, my, my step work. I started going to meetings. Um, and paying attention at meetings, not going to meetings to socialize. Right, you know? Yeah, I like sat down and paid attention and I didn't get on my phone, you know. Um, I took it very seriously because I just, I didn't want to keep going the way I was going. Like eventually I knew I was, I was either going to like die in a car accident or hurt someone, you know, because I'm the type of person when I get high, if you do something to piss me off, I'm, I'm going to hurt you. You're reckless. <laughs> yes. I'm a very reckless person. And I just didn't want to be that person anymore, you know? And so I took it seriously and, you know, and I issues started coming up with this other person where I couldn't really, I could live my life in LA, but like always looking over my shoulder. So would you I, see them at meetings? Uh, no, but I would, um, there were situations Did where he would show up at my sober living and stuff like that. I, I had a restraining order, you know, and all that stuff. And um, so I decided to move. I decided to move out of LA and I, I came to Vegas. I came to Vegas at <laughs> six months clean. <laughs> um, I know, right? Vegas, out of all places. I have well, family. Well, yeah. Oh, you have family there? Yeah, I have okay. family here. The, I have dude, um, the dude I sent you the video clips of the other day, um, huh. he's out in Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, cool. he goes to AA though, so you probably wouldn't run into him. Oh, um, yeah, probably. Big Mike, Big Mike is amazing. I remember um, it was my 
third or no, it was my second day, I think, there in rehab. And mm-hmm. I was 31. And um, I think everybody went out to a night meeting. And you know the rules, like, you know, you had to do three days before you go to out- outside meeting or leave the house at all. Right. right. So, like, I was just sitting there, like, bored and lonely. And um, he sat down and started talking to me. He's like, is this your first time in a rehab? And I'm like, yep. And he was like, how do you feel about it? I'm like, I don't know. Everybody I've met is, like, on number five or six. You know, <laughs> like, kind of makes me nervous that, like, this isn't going to work. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, lucky for you, if you stick around till July, you'll see me get 10 years. And I've only been to rehab once, and I was 31, too. So, like, him and I became, like, I was always going to him. Like, I remember I even went to, a like, some kind of big, like, luncheon, like, some kind of N.A. luncheon in the hood with him. Like, he picked me up, and it was, like, this big, like, church, you know what I mean? Like, in the middle of, like, definitely in the middle of the hood. We always went to, like, the shadiest places with him. Like, he always took us to, like, fourth dimension. Like, he came down. some great meetings out there, you know? Yeah. The sobriety, I feel like the harder you went, the harder you go in your sobriety. Yeah, you know. Right. And uh, Big Mike for me was, a, you know, with if I didn't know Big Mike, if he didn't connect me to my sponsor that I have now today, I don't know, honestly, where I'd be. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, he knows the people. He has a great support network and, you know, his people like. Yeah, and 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 he knew how I was. He was always there when I relapsed. Like he knew the type of person I was and he knew exactly what I needed. And I needed I needed a tough sponsor, but I also knows how like um, to be kind you know, and that's exactly what I got, you know, um, my sponsor isn't going to co-sign my bullshit, you know, um, she's going to tell me what I don't want to hear, but yeah. she's going to say it in the nicest way possible. And that's what I needed, you know, and she is the reason why I have this much amount of time, you know, clean, you know, yeah. Um, give yourself some of the credit. You did the work. Yeah. And yeah, me too. You know, like so You gave it, it up. You were willing, you surrendered. He like um, rubbed off that willingness, you yeah. know, like she made me want to be willing, you, you know, and I am forever grateful for that. Even when I moved out here, I didn't change my sponsor because I didn't want to, you know, and when I moved out here, she's so well connected too with people everywhere, you know, so she gave me some numbers of people that live out here and I went to this meeting on Saturday Saturday called Saturday Night Unloaded and that became my home group and I was going there every Saturday because I moved out here and like I didn't have a job yet you know so I was just going to meetings going to meetings and like getting connected and meeting people you know and that's how I stayed clean out here in Vegas (laughs) you know (laughs) well so um how were the zoom meetings when they started up like when COVID hit because like Were you able to go to LA meetings, basically? Were you able to go to meetings with your sponsor then? I was. But for me, when that shutdown happened, I, like, isolated so bad. Like, I probably, I did go to some Zoom meetings, but I got so comfortable doing nothing, you know? And um, Oh, I know. You know? And so... (laughs) It was, it was, it was bad for me, you know, it was bad for me, that whole shutdown thing, you know, not being to interact with people, not going to physical meetings, you know, and, and for such a long time, it like, right now, I'm so happy that you reached out to me during this time, because right now I'm like in a position where I'm trying to get myself reconnected back into the real world, because I became so antisocial, you know, I didn't want to go anywhere. When I went back to work, I was like, ill I, like, I hate people right now <laughs> you know like I just want to be home watching tv on my couch like it was just really bad and you know I, I had a few mental breakdowns where I felt like my world was falling apart but really what was falling apart was like inside you know because right now I have everything that I want I have everything that I need you know everything yeah. that I have is enough you know like I don't need anything else you know and um so that COVID thing shut down really like like fucked with me, you know, I was like, fuck, you know, and even, even my partner noticed it, you know, I, um, my boyfriend, he's a normie, you know, I, I, I met him out here and, um, and, um, he even noticed a change, you know, he even said, he's like, he went from like this bubbly person, you know, outgoing to like, 
just different, you know, you get irritated fast, you know, and, and, and I started to, I mean, I started to eat a lot too during, during COVID, you know, I started to eat a lot. I started to make food and like, not, not healthy food. So like, so like I gained weight and like, for me as a woman, that has a lot to do with my confidence, you know, and, and it's, and so it was, it was just a struggle once everything started to open back up, getting back to work, you know, um, I changed, uh, I changed my job and I thought that would help and it didn't, you know, obviously, you know, those outside things that we changed yeah, that, we, you know, that we tried to, yeah, don't, don't help, you know, at first it does, you know, oh, I love this new job, but then like, it starts like, it, 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 it was really me that I didn't love, you know, like I lost that love for myself. So I started getting back into meetings, you know, starting to reach out to people more. Um, and, you know, eating, eating healthier, because that's a huge part in like how I feel, um, you know, all that, all that self-care stuff that I let go during the quarantine. Yeah, the, ba the basic stuff that they even try to teach us in rehab that you don't realize, like, why are we learning how to brush our teeth again? Like, right. you, know, you know, like stupid shit. But really, it's because, like, you know, most people are not functioning addicts. Most people, you know, are losing their teeth or are like, do you, you remember Jace? Yeah, I do. He, he just got his teeth back. He just got new teeth again. Uh -huh. and he's going to be on an episode soon and he's thrilled to be able to talk, you know, and have like, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. yeah. yeah, but like, you know, it's those kind of things like the self care. Like I talked to a girl that she's like, you know, sometimes you forget to shower for like three weeks when you're in addiction. And I'm like, yeah, eventually it hurts the shower. Like you're almost, you don't even want to get in because you're so high that you're so, your body is so sensitive whether you're witch or on or whether you're high, your body right. is just so sensitive. You get into the shower and it's like pins and needles. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, they were forcing me, you know, to basically get a shower. And she actually, it's, I, I posted earlier, her, hers, I mean, I'll show you. It's the craziest I've ever seen, you know, a before and after look, to be honest with you. Um, where is it? Where is she? I was at a before and after. When I went into into treatment, I deleted all of my pictures. <laughs> all of them. Wow. It's crazy. Down to 70 pounds. This is insane. Yeah. You know, I have one of my pictures, but I deleted them all. I was so ashamed. You know, after like getting out of detox and like licking those, I was like, ah, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> that this never happened, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's so funny because like I've I was the same size then in addiction as I was as I am now. I because all I did was opiates and all I did was pills and they retained water. So it's not like I was like losing weight because it would just right. hold everything anyway. So like the only thing the difference is for my before and afters is my face isn't bloated and I'm not all blotchy because some right. of the some it's of the lot, oxys. You know? Yeah, well some of the oxys will make me break out every time. Oh. There, there was a specific brand that every time I snorted them, my face broke out in hives. Obviously, yeah. it's not going to stop me from snorting them if it's the only ones I can right. get. You know, yeah. my question, like, hey, you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Oh, which kind you got? V's? Damn. All right, I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> it wasn't going to stop me. It was just going to suck. You know, right. it's just yeah. what it is. Wait, so how how long then did you go then off and on from when you started in high school? Like, I, I, don't, I don't even know how you, old you are. You, you look 25. the same. Okay, I was going to say, you look the same. Thanks. <laughs> so, okay, so you went a solid, like, six, six, seven years then. Yeah. Like, with meth and, you know, drinking, yeah. basically. Yes. And it, was that the only time you ever got arrested? Was that time where you beat, like, you beat them up? Yeah. So they say. <laughs> but and that, but at least you didn't like get arrested at home with your parents. No, but my mom did put a restraining order on me one time, which I didn't blame her. You know, in back when that happened, I was so mad, you know, so pissed. But like now I look at it, I'm like, damn, like I get it. You know, like I, I wasn't. Were you I living was, at Were you living at home at the time or? Yeah. Yes, it was long before I went to, I moved to um, Los Angeles for 
for, for treatment. And I was just not following their house rules. You know, I was damaging things inside the house and she kicked me out, you know, uh, you know, out of my parents, my mom is, will not take that shit, <laughs> you know, get your shit and get out, you know? Yeah. And um, I got two other girls just like you, <laughs> you know? And so I, I totally get why she did that, you know, like, I don't blame her, you know, yeah. back then I did. I was like, wow, really? You're going to put your daughter who doesn't have nowhere to go. But if I was in her shoes, I wouldn't want me in there either. <laughs> you, you know? How's your relationship? How long did it take? Because you were like, so and when you were in LA, that was for like a couple of years before you finally like started getting it then? Yeah. Yeah. So you were off because like it was Muse in April 2018 when I got there. Mm -hmm. So you weren't there. You had already been there twice by the time I was there. Then is what you're saying. I think so. I, you know what? I can't even tell you an accurate timeline because I was relapsing so much. It was basically like you were just like there living. But I was not like so there, but like not there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's just the truth. Like. There is just some things like certain parts during the year where I can't remember anything. Yeah. You know, I so always I remember that you were always cool with like Anise every time you saw her. Like, oh, you I guys, love yeah. 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 I, I still talk to her too. Love Anise. She's yeah. awesome. And Amanda. Did, did you know Amanda when she was there? Amanda was not there when I was there. No. Um, it was Anise. Um, it was. Uh, um, some girl named Jess, who I guess ended up, she ended up relapsing. Remember Jess? She worked there. Yeah. I think I do. I think she was like taking money from patient, from patients though, and like she had relapsed and she got fired. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the full story because I wasn't there when that happened. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a great experience there though. They were all amazing there, but you, you were there, I think when they were at the old place though, right? before they moved in that house on on braddock that that was a sober living you were at i was there yeah i was I, I lived in that house the one that was across the street from the men's house that big yellow one. Oh, see okay that was before because that turned into high sobriety mm, that, so that I, I lived at high sobriety in that yellow house that was the men's house and then they combined the men's and women's to live in the same house at the one you were at oh yeah, and then way before that, before I came back the second time, they had the woman's um, sober living, like near Culver and Washington Boulevard, I think it was, somewhere over there. Yeah, um, that was the old house that they were like working on. They were trying to yeah. fix it up when I was there, but nobody yeah. was living there anymore because they had put all the guys and all the girls in the same sober living because they need a high sobriety to have our own because of our meds our meds being you know medical cannabis we had to have them locked up in the back room and everything and all that shit but you know it was a lot different even then than it is now i think because it's yeah. been like all new people that are working there i'm just glad i haven't been back to rehab since that's good you know i was so far one and done but i still do talk to big mike all the time like, I see him on Snapchat. He's always posting, like, the longest stories, and I'm always busting I know. I, know. I always send him some shit. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, you know. It's so, how, did, how was it going through your steps in, on an honest way this time as opposed to the first time you did it when you had nine months? It was great. You know, I had, um, I'm, I'm on step 12 right now currently. Um, it was great. My fourth step I had, um, I wasn't scared of doing the fourth step, but I didn't want to do it because when I did my first four step ever, it was read. Someone read it, my ex read it and like shamed me for it. So for the longest time, when I would get a new sponsor, go to my fourth step, I just wouldn't even do it. And, and then I would just go out and relapse. That makes know? sense. Yeah. Cause the fourth you know? one is all about resentment so if right. you're resenting somebody that we don't feel good about and then having someone read it and just 
throw it at your face, you know, it was, it was horrible, you know, so I didn't want to do one, but this time around with uh, my current sponsor, she just made me feel so safe. She made me feel so loved, you know, unconditionally. And so I did it, you know, I did it with no problem. And, and it was the greatest feeling ever. Yeah. You know, especially that last. Go ahead. No, doing that fourth and then saying it and, you know, doing the fifth and actually talking about it and not having it thrown back in your face, you know, as it was yeah. the first time and oh, somebody yeah. still accepting you, it's a great you know? feeling. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. and so it was my sixth step that I was like, oh, God, I fucking hate this step. <laughs> you know, just writing about all your character defects, like. <laughs> I had some um, problems with mine. That was such an intense step for me. Like, um, and I was on that step when I moved to Vegas. And so I, I couldn't bring, it was so hard to like do it. And so I went to my meeting and I spoke with this woman and she was like, why don't you write all of your character defects on a piece of paper, put it in a jar and pick one out each day and just write on it. I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. So that's what I did. And that's how I got through my six steps. <laughs> was there like one on there that you didn't want to like get rid of because like you felt like it was not really a defect or something or? No, no, not at all. Like I knew all my character defects. I knew that I had them and I knew that uh, I had to, um, I mean, our character defects will never go away. You know, we're, we're human beings. We're going to act out some days, you know, and that's, and that's normal, you know? Um, so I never felt like I, I felt like all those defects I had were, I was like, yep, yep. Yep, because every time I would write on one, I could think of a situation, you know, when I acted out on that character defect. And what I really did like about the step is like what spiritual principles you can replace with them, you know. And then after you finish that step, you can start to see like when you're about to act on something, instead you replace it with the spiritual principle, which is which I thought was really awesome. Yeah. You know, kind of taking that pause, that step back and be like, wait. I can act. Wait, wait. You know, calm down. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to always follow the first thought. Right. The you first know. thought is like you know what I mean. The most crucial one that you have to worry about. Yeah, it's those first thought that got me in the worst situation. <laughs> you know, and acting out on them. Um, so this the, the sixth step for me was like hard to do for me but it was also very cool to see how um how it evolves in your life you know after doing it yeah you know what i mean um and these i mean all of the steps you know they're so crucial it you know it even says like not an um you don't have to be an addict or like an alcoholic to like do these steps you can just do them just to become a a better person you know learn who like, you are get yeah, through some of your shit you are and see if you you know there's some things you have to change you know it's for everyone's well-being which is yeah really i've said know? it you know a lot and you know i'll keep on saying it that whoever wants to go through the steps think about what's making your life unmanageable and just replace the word in right. the first step with whatever's making your life unmanageable yeah, and the, sure. the rest will fall in the line i mean the NA steps. I mean that that's a that's a lot of work. Is it, you have like the workbooks and everything. Yes. No many questions, but I love how thorough it is. Yeah. I love because I have worked steps in AA. I started off with AA. I was in AA when I when I moved to LA, but I couldn't wrap my head around that damn big book. I could not. I could not, you know, it just wasn't for me. So I switched, you know, and NAs were like, I found, I, it felt like home to me, you know, and, um, you know, even though I, 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 I mean, I used anything. If you had anything, I would use it. Yeah. Well, know? well, I feel like you were like that in sobriety too, because I still saw you at AA meetings. Right. You uh, know, I, yeah. you know. If I were to be somewhere right now and I was in a pickle and I felt like I needed a meeting and all there was was an AA meeting, I would go to it. 
Yeah. I, you know, we're, we're, we're all here, whether you're an AA, CA, NA, you know, MA, CMA. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're all, all Marina. That's where I used to always see you. Yeah. And, you know, and we're all going to these meetings for one reason only, you know, to um, stop drinking and stop using drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, I just have to look at the similarities, right? So if I go to an AA meeting, I'm here because I don't want to fucking relapse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, too, like, you know, you're going to get actually like more recovery by actually hopping around, too, you know, because you're going to hear different kind of messages. Also, you're not going to just be hearing the same kind of cliches thrown around in one room all the time. It's good to just expand and go out, even if it's go to other NAs and not just go to your home group, because then you're going to hear new things, because a lot of the times when you only go to your, your home group all the time you end up just hearing the same thing, like a rerun, like a lot of like regurgitated stuff. Yeah. And um, where else did I always see it? Jocelyn. I used to see you at Jocelyn all the time on Thursday nights for NA. Yeah, Yeah, that was a great meeting to go to for NA. Like they were, and they were flush too. They were always like, I remember it was like May and they made an announcement they paid the bills for the rest of the year already, like because of the collection that they would get. Yeah, like, a lot of people go to that meeting. That one in their five and dime one on Friday nights. I never awesome. went to that one. Yeah, I'm, that one is a good. That one is a two speaker meeting, so it's a, a five years and ten years. Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't think I've ever. I, maybe I did go to it once. Friday nights, I was always. I think I was around Santa Monica a lot. But no, that was Santa Monica. I don't yeah, know. It's all. I believe it started at eight o'clock that one, and it was a two-hour meeting. About two okay. hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that's okay. That's why I would I would bounce around a lot on the weekends. I was never in one consistent place. I don't think ever on a Friday. I was at Twenty Six and Broad a lot. Oh, um, okay. That one. And then you know I did go to CA a lot too. I went to CA on Saturday nights. Yeah. And well, you know about, yeah, you probably went to that meeting when you were there, right? Oh, yeah. I started going to that meeting when I was in actually in treatment when I first moved to LA because that was the meeting we would go on Saturdays. Yeah. That makes, yep, exactly. I think that was the first meeting I was allowed to like go out to because, mm-hmm. you know, I was there for the first couple of days. So, and then by the time I was allowed yeah. out, it was like that, that night. But it ended up being a great meeting, though. Yeah. So, you know, I ended up meeting a lot of cool people there. And, you know, it was almost like the stories that they told, I think that's what always got me on Saturday nights was hearing some of the speakers every Saturday. They always had great speakers because people that were speaking at CA meetings, they always had a story and a half. You right. know, like, and it's always like, well, I feel a lot better about my past now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, and, yeah, and that's one of the great things about, you know, going to meetings, you know. I know for me, I always felt like I was like, I always felt like I was like a bad person because I did all these bad things, you know. And then you go to these meetings and you meet these amazing people that are just so nice, so kind, you know, and you hear their story and and, and then you look at them and where they're at now. It's like, oh, wow, that. That's amazing, because if they can do it, I can fucking do it, right? Yeah. Anyway, can do it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk a little bit with me today. Yeah, of course. And I do hear somebody here. It's the maintenance guy, I think. I got to go figure this out. No problem. This is so awesome. Thank you for, so, for reaching out. No Seriously. problem at all. I'll, I'll let you know when it's up. It'll be next week sometime. Um I'll probably have you on when I put up like Jace's and Nicole's and everyone like together that's from like that I'm doing. So, but either way, I'll let you know when it's up. Yeah, of course. This was so awesome. This is really cool that you're doing this. And I'm so glad you reached out because I'm, I'm in the space right now where I'm trying to like get back, get connected again, you know, because I, I, I worked so much. I'm also a workaholic. I work so much that I stopped going to meetings and I was like, no, you know, and then I'm also enrolled in school. Right. And then I have three 
animals that I got to take care of, you know, so that's so much going on. And I let, I let my recovery go. And that's my first priority. If I don't have my recovery, I don't have anything. Well, check know? out my other episodes. Cause there's people that, you know, on there, like, um, there's, and I know, you Ms. know, Jillian? what Ms. Jillian. Oh, Jill, that was a really, that was, yeah, that was a good one. I, I love her. I, her and I used to hang out at Jules' house all the time. Jules Muck. And she is, I call her my Jillian. She is, if you are having a hard time loving yourself, you reach out to Jill. Yeah. She knows how to make you love. I lived with her actually in Sober Living. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Oh, wait, you guys would have relapsed right around the same time. I I lived with her. and um, Was that when the one where you were at that Sober Living when you relapsed and they let you stay? At Felicity House, yes. Because she told me she relapsed and they let her come back and she had relapsed in like December of 2018. So that would have been like two months before years then, right? Or a month before years. Yeah, I believe so. Um, but yeah, I, I I lived with her. and She's awesome. Know, she is amazing. She so knows you, how to did you watch that one yet? No, I had oh. I, I watched a little clip on it, but but I haven't watched the full thing. Yeah, she had some, because like we talk, just like we talk, you know what I mean? But whenever we talk in LA and in, in rehabs and at meetings, it's about like the day. You're not going to ask somebody to go deep into their life when you're standing on the sidewalk smoking a cigarette. I <laughs> around a bunch of people. Yeah, around like all these people. Like I always yeah. talk about like Marina when it would be slammed with people everywhere. You couldn't even stand outside because everyone yeah. would be smoking. And but like Joe, um, who else did I have? you know Richie? Um Rich Richard Blair. He's one of the best speakers I've ever seen around there. Richard Blair. He's yeah. like he got sober at like twenty and he had but <laughs> but he's got like twenty years sobriety now. He's wow. got he's got a long time, yeah. But him and um Nikolai's coming on soon. And you probably know him from Marina. Yeah, well, no, he went to late night meetings. No, you know what? You know what, though? A lot of people went to late night meetings, and you weren't at late night meetings. No. You guys had a curfew? Um, yeah, we did, but it wasn't, it wasn't like I could have been to that, but I was a dog walker when I was in L.A. That's so I right. was tired. I mean, That's I'd walk 10, 12 miles a day. I was going to say, now that I think about it, every time I saw you, you were walking dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I saw you, you always had, like, a different dog with you. Animals are my thing, you know? So. And uh, is that what you're doing now? Yeah, so I, I, I do that. I am going to school to be a licensed um, tech, a licensed vet tech. Um, but I want to be a veterinarian one day. Um, you're still young. You still have plenty of time to... Yeah. That's my goal is to like own a clinic, a low cost clinic, you know, affordable for people. Yeah. You know, because all the clinics are just so expensive. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you I know? agree. Yeah. I mean, we have dogs and cats and tortoise and. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think it should be affordable for everyone to be able to take care of their fucking animals. You know what I mean? I would agree. I would hope so. You know, it's definitely something to work towards. You know, yeah. at least at least you're at least you're working towards something. Yeah. You know, at least you're not sitting there like I don't know what I want to do. I just don't want to drink yeah. it. That would be yeah. like, uh, you should really find something to work towards. Yeah. And like, do I really want to be a veterinarian? Because you know, <laughs> I work at a clinic, you know, and it's a, oh, it's a lot of work. But you know, but I just yeah. love it. You know. And someone said to me, he goes, well, shouldn't I not future trip about that stuff? I'm like, no. There's a difference between future tripping and setting goals for yourself. Right. Setting short-term realistic goals and long-term realistic goals. That's not future tripping. That's manifesting what you want. There right. is a big difference. Future tripping is sitting here and thinking about something that has nothing to do with your life whatsoever, that it's a slight possibility. I'm so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> the the dwelling and the future tripping and the, you know, you end up getting lost and like, I don't know where, I don't, I just can't think straight anymore. It's like, you have to help yourself at some point because we can't. Like, right. you have to be willing to do this. Yeah. You know? sure. Obviously, you're an example of that. Like, just because you put yourself in rehab like you did, because you're the one, right? No one made you go. 
no, no, no one made me go. I sat my parents down. My, I remember my old sister was, was there with me. Um, and we were, right. So I was like, I, I, I want to go to treatment. And, you know, my sister found a treatment facility out in LA. She thought it would have been a good idea just to get out of where I lived in my town. Obviously I never went back to the town. I mean, I go visit now, but I don't see myself living there, <laughs> you know? I'm the same way with my old town in Jersey. Like I'll never yeah. live there again. I go yeah. back from time to time to visit certain people. Then I get the hell back out of there. But yeah. like I live two and a half hours from where I did most of my using, all of my buy-in, you know, all that kind of stuff. All my connections are three hours away. And it's like close enough, but just far enough away too at the same time. Right. You know, <laughs> I had to get away from all that, you know, like I know myself, I know my personality. I, you know, I just had to get away. Yeah, you know? that was definitely the best call, I think, for both of us. Because yeah. now we're both in healthy relationships, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. My yeah. wife doesn't annoy me. She's one of us. But either way, you know, we are in it. We talk. We communicate, right. you know. And, sure. we, you know, we both, because I actually drank in sobriety. I actually, you know, it's funny, weird to say. It, um, so, like, 13 months into being clean and sober, I had a drink. And then I had drinks off and on for nine months. And it was never like, you know, alcoholically. It was like by the pool with dinner, you know, nothing crazy. But then I did wake up with a hangover. And so her and she quit with me. And that was over 18 months ago. So now it's been over 18 months without a drink, but still three plus years clean from pills and drugs, which were the reason I went to rehab was the pills, not the alcohol. Right. Like, ironically, I quit drinking for six months before I went to rehab because I got mad at my brother and brother-in-law when they were drunk and, like, arguing. I was like, you know what? I don't want to I don't want to drink anymore. And I didn't drink for, like, six months. And it's also because it was hurting my liver, like, pills and alcohol all the time. So, like, I had gone six months, and then I took a drink again because I was about to board a flight to L.A. to go to rehab. And I'm like, well... I think this might be my last drink for a while. <laughs> oh my God. And got like a double jacking Coke and like shot and like a drink. And I was just like 6 a.m. Like, oh, what am I doing with myself? 31 board in a plane to L.A., but not for a party, but for rehab. Yeah. Right. It's not what I envisioned with, you know, if I was going to go to L.A. was to do stand up, you know, something cool, you know. Not to, not to live in a rehab for 29 days with a bunch of strangers that are like... No, right? Hey, but those, those strangers become really good friends, you know? No, they, and they still are, you know? That great people, you it's, know? It's so crazy, like, how things work out because the one person there that I got really close with, her name was Taylor. Um, she was from Virginia, like, two hours from me where I was in PA, and I had even visited her after we both got back from rehab. Um, she kept, she had some relapses in there too, but when, um, she hit me up recently, she lives 15 minutes from me and, you know, she has a boyfriend that's like 10, 15 minutes from me now. So okay. even though we lived two hours, we got high two hours away from each other in our addiction days, we both got sober in LA and now she happens to live like 15 minutes from me in the middle of Pennsylvania. And like, I live in the middle of nowhere. When I say middle of nowhere, I mean the middle of nowhere, <laughs> like, I must be peaceful, though. <laughs> it can be, you know, but the meth is crazy around here because it's in the middle of nowhere. So, like, my wow. sponsee now, are you going to have sponsees? Are you allowed yet? Uh, I was sponsoring a while back, um, and it was just like they stopped calling, you know, type of thing. So, you know, I'm not one to go and, and, and chase after another person's recovery. If you want it, you want it. If you want it, you'll call me. I'll answer. You know? I guess you'll have to start going to meetings so you can start putting out those vibes that people are going to want what you have. You know? Like, I'm not responsible for your own recovery. You know? I'm not going to call you over and over, you know? Because if you, if you want it, you, you want it. You know? Yeah. That's what I did with my sponsor. I called her every fucking day. You yeah. know, I saw her almost every other day. You yeah. know? And yeah, my sponsor is here every day, and if he's not here, he calls that, you know, 
hey, my mother-in-law has, you know, chemo, and she does. She, you know, they live right down the street. Like, all right, thanks for letting me know. You know, I'll see you tomorrow or whatever. But he's got three months clean almost from meth after 15 years. Wow. And he started at 16. So he was at 31 when he is finally trying it. And when he met me, he's like, oh, you were 31 when I got sober? When you got sober? I'm like, maybe there is a chance, like, that I could do this. Yeah, And I'm like, yeah, man, you just, you know, he's about to have his fifth kid and be the first one he has custody of. Wow. So, yeah, you know, good things can happen when you just, like, follow simple instructions. Yeah, for like, sure. And, and they are simple. They, they One at a time. Yeah. Nobody's trying to overwhelm somebody. Right. You like, know. I never felt overwhelmed by the work when I wanted to do it. You know, I yeah. feel like Pretty it would right. be overwhelming when you were trying to do it and you didn't want to be there. Right. Or like AA, the book was confusing, so you'd feel overwhelmed. But like when you want to do the work, you kind of look forward to doing it. You know, mm-hmm. when I I was like, all right, can we do my step four now? You know, like I wanted to do the actual work yeah, and sure. get through my shit so I had to end up back there again. So, yeah. you know, yeah. hopefully more people will start becoming, start going to meetings again around your area. Maybe you'll find somebody that's just like you that's in and out, in and out. They're going to share about it. And they're going to share and say they just can't, you know, figure this out. And I keep relapsing and I don't know why. And then all you have to say is give me a call sometime. I was once like you. Yeah, you know, I always, you know, put give people my number. You know, our meetings are all open over here now. Um, oh, good. Yeah, so that's good. You know, they've been open for quite a, <clears throat> for like the last two or three months. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll find somebody that because that's the important thing, too, that helps us stay sober is having somebody that like help out, you know, Right. and you're on 12 now and 12 is all about giving it back. Yeah, you know, and, you know, my brother being in the program, you know, and I always prayed for him, you know, and he gave me he called me one day and he was like, okay, I think I'm ready to go treatment I was like oh my gosh are you are you really and I immediately called Nicole I was like Nicole help me can you help me find a place for my brother to go and she helped me find a place for my brother you know one that would take his insurance and all that stuff you know and and we sent him off I know yeah you know I was like I'm gonna call Nicole because Nicole knows (laughs) you know and um so yeah that was nice talking to her because I hadn't you know I I I was definitely not going to ask the director about her story you know what I mean? Like she took me to an a, a few AA meetings, like Pacific Palisades meetings, where like, you oh, know, the hoity toity. I love their Sunday meeting. They have house on food, the bagels. I wish that was the bagels. Yeah, she would take us on Sundays, and oh my God, the food! I forgot the the food spread was like an entire room. Of, I know, like buffet. Like you could just walk up and eat like a king. I know. I love the meeting. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a good meeting. There was always a lot of really cool, like, um, speakers there. And the Sunday meetings, like, it was a great breakfast. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the meeting that she took us to, though. That's funny. That's the one we were talking about. That's yeah. great. Thank you again. I appreciate yeah, it. And I'll talk to you soon. And keep an eye out, and I'll let you know when this is out. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.